Hello team and welcome to Coach's Corner again for another week. My name is Bart, I'm the head coach here at Jets Australia and for the next little while I'm going to be your coach and today we're talking about resilience. I think it's a topic that everyone can benefit from whether you are a gym newbie or whether you've been in the gym for a long time. How we respond to stress both mentally and physically is something that transcends our entire life and we can always get better at it. And that's why we're talking about resilience. Before I get into it, make sure you do follow the show. It really helps us out if you click that follow button on the podcast platform that you're on. And if you see any clips of the podcast on social media, on Instagram or TikTok, hey, comment, ask any questions, like, and make sure you do share those as well. We do really appreciate the shares and the engagement from you guys so that we can bring you more information in the future. Now, resilience. I want to start this conversation with a story. I consider myself a pretty resilient person, but I think the reason for that is because of my life circumstances and some uncontrolled things that have happened in my life. Because just like in fitness, the the more you can expose yourself to discomfort, the better at it you can get at moderating it and dealing with it. And so exposure really is the key, but in sort of the right ways. When I was 23, I got diagnosed with a pretty aggressive cancer i felt a lump growing on my jaw and then within two months it sort of grew to the size of a baseball it was a pretty dire situation so i went through all the tests all the poking and the prodding and we ended up knowing that it was a type of sarcoma a malignant peripheral nerve sheath tumor growing off the side of my face which is why you can see the big old patch of of discolored skin uh, on my jaw at the moment and so we, we took it out we had to have surgery And we had to do radiation therapy thereafter. Chemo didn't really, apparently this type of cancer didn't respond to chemo. It responds best to radiation. So they took the cancer out like a short rib on my jaw where the bones were sticking out either side and the cancer lump was sort of the meat in the middle. And they replaced it with a bone in my leg and tissue from my upper leg, which is what you can see on my face and makes the the floor of my mouth um, as we are today. And that surgery really rattled me because I had to learn how to walk again because the leg had to learn how to swallow again. I had to come to terms with the way my voice sounds and the slight slur I have in my voice after years of vocal training being an actor. I um I went through some very uncomfortable situations, and but the most uncomfortable part was the radiation therapy, not just the ulcers it gave me throughout my entire mouth and throat, but I think the worst part was the mentality of it because every day for six weeks you go to the same place, often at the same time. So you see the same people in the radiation therapy waiting rooms and these waiting rooms are always underground because there's dangerous amounts of radiation throughout the whole thing and so you go in every day you see the same people and there's a sinking feeling in your gut because they're here for the same reason as you all of these people have locked eyes with their own mortality as well and they're here to hopefully do something to make them live a a long and, and prosperous life and through those six weeks you see people come and go and your mind sort of jumps. You hope that they've finished their radiation therapy treatment and that's just the end of it and they're off living their life now. But sometimes you see people in such a dire straits but you can't help but think maybe you know, maybe the cancer has gotten the, the better of them. It was a very mentally challenging time for me. And at the time I didn't think I knew how challenging it was. It was all, it's all in hindsight that I realised just how heavy this really laid on me. Uh, and because of this, I've developed a really intricate relationship with discomfort. I've been so uncomfortable in so many parts of my life that now I often, strangely enough, seek it. Because I know the more uncomfortable I can get, the stronger I'm going to be after the fact. The better I can 
the more the more discomfort I can expose myself to, the better at it I'm going to be able to deal with it in the future. And so at my lowest point in this story, I sort of had two options. One was to run from my circumstances and forever live my life as a victim, blaming everything on the cancer that happened to me, or I could learn from it. And it reminds me of The Lion King, if you, ha- if you haven't seen that great film. There's a part in The Lion King where Simba's run away because his uncle has taken the place as the king and his father's passed away. It's quite a tragic story. And so he's running through the savannah and then he meets the crazy monkey Rafiki. And Rafiki goes, follow me, I think. I can't really remember it verbatim. But he gets Simba to look into a pond. And Simba goes, what are you talking about? I just see my reflection staring back at me. And then uh, Rafiki very iconically says, look harder. He looks again and he sees his reflection of his father. His father in life has passed away, but in spirit still remains in him. And at that point, Simba decided to meet his challenges head on and stop running. And thus becomes a more resilient person. I feel a very, I feel like kinship with Simba because of that story and because of that moment. But it's because of these experiences, both Simba and I have become stronger because of it. And if I'm really to dial back what is resilience into two steps, and so what's the outcome of my story? The first is a change in perspective. It's taking a step back and seeing things differently. And then the second is this relationship with discomfort and this strange compulsion to seek more discomfort because I know I'm going to be better after the fact. When we think about thinking differently, I always come back to the continuum that I've often shared with on the podcast. It's that our thoughts affect our feelings. If I can get you to feel something, if I can get you to think a different way and then feel something, we're sort of halfway to changing our behaviours because the way we feel affects our behaviours. And if you're in the fitness game, you know it's your behaviours and your habits that will dictate your results. And it all starts with thinking slightly differently. In my case, I was forced to to think differently. But for you, we might need to be a bit more active in this. When we think differently... We literally create new neural pathways in our brain. Our brain connects in ways it hasn't before. And then if we practice this pathway again and again and again and again, all of a sudden that pathway becomes stronger. And that means we can create a habit. I like to think of it as if you're a pessimist, if you always see things from the negative point of view, you have to actively start thinking positively and then continually reminding yourself to think positively. You do that long enough And you thinking positively will become a habit and that will become your reality. And so it's easy to say that, but I think the first step almost before that is to take a step back and really take in that stoic mentality. You know, what is the actual worst thing that can happen because of this scenario? And then see the facts that that are in front of you and not just focus on the one thing that's giving you stress. If we can take a step back, and reframe the situation, we all of a sudden can think differently and think clearer. And so that's where I think resilience starts. We have to take a step back to see the situation for what it really is, and then actively make actions, actively seek discomfort to get more comfortable with it. When we're thinking about discomfort, I um, I cop a bit of flack for this, but I think in the Western world, we are far too comfortable. You know, and a great example of this is temperature. Right now, I'm sitting in a temperature-controlled podcast studio. Previously, I woke up in a temperature-controlled home, and the office I go to upstairs is also temperature-controlled. There's no part of my day where I'm sort of, unless I actively seek it, where I'm outside of, you know, 22 to 24 degrees, a comfortable temperature. 
And then when I am exposed to heat or I am exposed to the, to the extreme cold, I can't function in it. If we wind back years, we evolved with these temperatures. We evolved with freezing cold. We evolved with searing hot. And our body has mechanisms that can adjust to these temperatures and work within these temperatures. If we don't give stimulus to these, temp- to these mechanisms within our body, they don't work and we can't function in the extreme hot and the extreme cold. And I think it's the same with our food choices as well. We live in a really lucky time. There is an abundance of absolutely delicious food and food-like products in front of us, so much so that we now select all of our meals based upon hedonism, based upon taste. We don't select our meals because of what our body actually needs. We've become far too comfortable with dealing with hedonism that the thought of eating something that doesn't taste absolutely palatably delicious is uncomfortable to us, so we just don't do it. The modern world we live in is comfortable and we're at a point now where we need to seek this discomfort for us to change. It's one of the reasons why I think Spartan Race and even cold plungers are so popular. It's an active thing we can do to find this discomfort for ourselves to change. So what I'm saying here, teams, I want you to take a step back and think about your life. And if you want better for it, and I know you want better for it because you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to this show because you're growth-minded, Take a step back and realize just how comfortable your life is. And if you do want to make changes, if you want to make waves in the way that you look, if you want to be a better dad, if you just want to be a generally happier person, let's find some ways to challenge ourselves. When was the real last time you had that feeling, that sinking, disgusting feeling in your gut of nervousness, like those butterflies? When's the last time that you had that? I, I, I seek that and I want you to do the same. I want you to have that same mentality as I do. So I'm going to give you a bit of an action plan here, all right? The first is to take a step back (coughs) and look for the opportunities to do things differently. And this could even be in the gym. There is a bit of an issue at the moment with people that have built the habit of exercise. So they're halfway there on their fitness journey. They've built the habit. They're going to the gym two, three, four, five, however many days a week, and they wouldn't live their life without it. But they've become so comfortable in that that they don't know what intensity is. And so there's a real lack of intensity in the training sessions I see happening in our gyms at the moment. And so if that's an opportunity for you to try something different, do something different with your training, that could be an opportunity for you to seek discomfort there. You know, think differently. If you always do a dumbbell chest press on Monday, hey, maybe it's time to do something completely different. Maybe you do, you know, some Olympic lifting. Maybe you learn the Olympic lifts. That novelty, that discomfort of having to step back, take the weight off the bar and start with just the empty barbell could be the thing you need to to progress. So step one of your action plan is to take a step back and look for the opportunities. Another good one um, is cold showers. You know, first thing in the morning, have a cold shower. That is bloody uncomfortable, but you're starting your day in that state. And I can guarantee you, you do it long enough and you'll never have a shower with hot water again, <coughs> or at least that's my experience. And then it, commit to thinking differently to create the habit. And so if you do are brave enough to try something a bit different, perhaps it's a different food, perhaps it's a different eating schedule, perhaps it's actually increasing your calories instead of decreasing your calories. If you do that, Commit to it to make it a habit. If we just do it for a week, not much is going to happen to us. The body adapts even with resilience. Building resilience takes time. So we need to commit to whatever we do and hold ourselves accountable to it. And then if you come across a decision that makes you feel scared, that makes you feel scared and every, every fiber of your being is telling you to run the other way and take the easy way out, don't. 
have the perspective. You've taken a step back, have the perspective that when you feel that, know that whatever that scary situation is, you are going to be stronger and better and more resilient by the end of it. Don't take that easy way out. Don't just eat for hedonism. Think about what your body needs. And finally, I want to leave you with a quote. To get something you've never had, you need to do something you've never done. A lot of anxiety and a lot of fear comes from fear of the unknown. What if this happens? What if this? What if this? What if this? But nothing good and nothing new is developed in the known. If you want to be a trailblazer, if you want to be someone who stands for something, who does things differently, you need to do things people have never done. So when you encounter that situation, that feeling in your stomach that makes you want to run, that makes you want to go back to what's comfortable, don't. Because I can guarantee you, you'll be stronger by the end of it. Team, thank you for listening today. That was a lot of fun. I had a lot of thoughts in my head about resilience and it's a really good outlet to explain it to you, um, even though I, I do feel quite alone in this podcast studio sometimes. But team, if you did take something from today's episode... Um, like the show, share the show. As I mentioned at the top, every bit of engagement we can get from you means the world to us and it means that we can create more cool information and get more of this personal best message out there. So, team, enjoy your evening, your morning or your night and I'll see you in the next episode.